too educated and researched about it but I'd like to assume that there is one that would probably work for us better than democracy at this moment because obviously you know for the past couple of years or or more it hasn't been working and we haven't been able to progress as much as we should be able to as we are I mean I think democracy is it's the most compatible with modern society but you need a society that's well informed, that isn't gullible, that isn't too enthralled with its specific beliefs. It's a utilitarian, the society. It understands what's best for society as a whole, not as an individual. And I believe American society has dwelled into what's better as an individual. You know, and it didn't help that the founders did states' rights. Because then you have states that think that they're for themselves. Like you could say California is kind of like that. Where well, California they're, does they're shit. They're trying to be also, you know. Yeah, and California does whatever the fuck it wants, kind of. But then you have countries like Singapore, that's a democracy. It's very small, small knit. And look how fast they get things done. Yeah, but I feel like they're also more informed as a people. And what well, I, it's also a small society, right? right. And so I'm it's thinking, easier. Yeah, I know. Obviously, not that, but the thing is what would be good for America giving America as it is the thing is we're not gonna we're not gonna get everyone informed that's just the fact of it mm-hmm. some people are gonna remain stupid no matter how much fucking books and knowledge you slap in their fucking faces that's and that's their choice at that point but the thing is we're not gonna be able to change that so as we are now and as you know our leaders and those in Senate and Congress are as greedy and selfish as they are Mm-hmm. How would we be able to create a better kind of government system? And that's something I thought about, you know, just out of the blue okay. several days ago. And, you know, I think whoever could figure that out is a genius in their own right. Because there's no system, I, I think. Is... But you didn't figure it out? Of course I can't figure that shit out. <laughs> I thought you were going to come up with some. No, if I could figure that out. A philosophical answer for me. I'd, I'd be, I'd be on like on, I'd be on TV, you know, being rich by now. But I don't think that it will be a problem that we solve very like Someone that would have to be truly be able to pe- put the people and their interests first, while having full understanding of the cons and problems that plague this country. And of course, that individual is not me. But you know, I believe somewhere out there that might be an individual with the answer it's just a matter of time before we start moving in one way or another because if one thing's for certain we won't stand still for long like you know the most recent election so i feel like the the crux of that was the electoral college that was supposed to be you know for the longest time i've always heard 
like why the fuck is the electoral college mm-hmm. part of american society like get rid of it get rid of it get rid of it. that's all you heard get rid of it this election that just happened could have been the chance the electoral college had to prove its worth mm-hmm. like i know the hillary clinton won the popular vote which would have been i, I don't know if you completely agree but I, I think you could agree to a certain extent that it would have been more stable if hillary clinton was president but this was the opportunity the electoral college had to be like you know what this is not good for american society like this is an unproven candidate he has zero knowledge of government a lot of stuff that he's saying is extremely provocative and kind of racist we can't vote for this guy and they did well the thing is and i believe that to a point because yeah a lot of the a lot of it is i think true in a mass as big as america chunk of the population isn't educated and whether that be the trump voters or it was the hillary voters there were large masses on both sides well the thing is like the hillary voters were educated but they acted uneducated while the trump voters were uneducated and they acted uneducated people thought it was a joke like they just voted for him as like fuck it how much faith do you have in america as a representative to the world or as a country that you think it's a joke to vote for someone no yeah yeah it's it's sad is, dude it's sad is, Look, you gotta understand is, that's a, a reason why the electoral votes in place because mm-hmm. of those kind of people you know we, we're joking about it now but we gotta understand there's a lot of fucking people like that and you know the government knows it like and all the other people who make a joke of it voting for i don't know someone random that's not even a candidate yeah like spongebob and shit yeah exactly and there's there's a lot a lot of people that do that because the thing is especially in this term where we didn't have a decent candidate at all what else can we do and i think we need a premature system in place that helps select the candidates in the first place so we don't have something like we had this year as a choice of the better of two shits well i mean i don't know why people didn't take the one that didn't make their asshole bleed but like i said maybe we need to go through a little pain to figure everything out you know i wouldn't mind that statement at all but the thing is as someone who cares deeply for the environment this is tragic dude what's tragic is i still can't believe there's been you know no real thing that they got him on to which is so crazy like okay so i wanted to this is one of the things i wanted to ask you what do you think about this russia thing have you paid attention to that the russia probe or no do you know why the russia probe is even happening have you paid attention to that not as much most of my uh most of my you know thoughts are on more of the markets and stuff so basically russia basically exploited facebook's platform where you pay facebook and you're allowed to advertise Advertise, on facebook it has this pay to advertise model which facebook does and it's user based or it's you know advertiser based but it's people pay money to do that where you pay facebook a fee and you could post an advertisement Mm -hmm. so russia basically used that model but instead you post a story like oh you know um hillary clinton was running an abortion clinic out of a pizza parlor and you know if any sane person would just ignore it but the point is people don't people repost it then the news picks it up and the news reports it and the news doesn't know if it's necessarily real but then the news has to report that hey by the way the 
Hillary Clinton story that we posted the other day was obviously we it was fake. We made a mistake. But thing is, by then you've convinced 500, 600,000 people that don't want to change their view because they already hated Hillary Clinton, so they want to believe this conspiracy theory. And you know, the way the legal system is, it has to take two, two, three fucking years to figure out enough evidence to indict this guy, while in the meantime, he's letting coal companies spew toxic chemicals into the rivers. The thing is, I have a good reason why I believe people don't care. The thing is, as it is now, normal person can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. We've seen already that petitions and shit like that doesn't really work. So a good rule that I learned in finance is if you create kind of like a Venn diagram, uh, you know, the two circles that can join somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Outside of c- circles is, you know, the universe, whatever. And one circle is things that you care about. The other circle is things you have control over. The only part that matter is the part that intersects the things that you care about that you could control oh yeah and if you think of life in that way there's very little things that are actually in that little circle and that's why for me for the most part with everything that's going on with trump and all that i don't pay too much mind to it because i cannot do anything no matter what i try to do it's in the hands of our government system as little faith i have in it but there's nothing i could do I think, you know, for a lot of people, they might feel the same way. Like, it doesn't matter how much petition votes I fucking get. Because it's not going to be enough. No, 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 no. Because they had a vote in Dublin a while ago that this person had for this action, whatever it was. They had 2,000 or 3,000 votes. And he was getting up such a big deal about that. And what he said, like, kind of hit home for him was the leader or something like that said... That's great that you got 2,000 votes, but is that really representative of the mass? Because you got to think, even in Dublin alone, 2,000 votes compared to the whole population of Dublin is what, not even 10%, 5%, 2%? Like, the population of Dublin is 15 or 20,000 or something. Yeah. Like, okay. that is no way, in no way, shape, or form, you know, the consensus of the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why a lot of these people today going like, we need 5,000 votes or signatures to send to Congress about Trump to get him impeached. Like, it's not going to happen because think of the population of America. Mm-hmm. 5,000 votes ain't shit. It's not even a fucking city. Mm-hmm. It might be a city in like the middle of no, Bakersfield, not. but like yeah, no, it's for not. a normal city, it's nothing. To actually be of, you know, an actual impact, you're going to need millions of signatures and who the fuck has enough time to do all that shit you need more than a million and the thing is it all comes down to the people that are actually in congress right 70 80 percent of them agree with him and even if they don't they're not ever gonna talk shame to him because they want their job you well know? the thing is what I, aren't they when they're in they're in for a set number of years <sighs> if you and me are friends right okay but I am doing something that is completely out of the ordinary to what you believe. But you have, you're have you in a position where you have to support me no matter what. Eventually, aren't you going to be like, I can't support this. Yes. But no one's doing that. Like, no one has the balls to be like, I have my principles. And even though he represents my principles, he doesn't represent me. 
But there has been people in the Republican Party that have spoken out. But it's, is it even close to enough? No, it's not close to enough. But the thing is, you gotta understand, I don't think it's technically in favor of Trump. I think it's it's in sincere, like, disapproval of the other party. But isn't that a huge problem? That is a huge problem. But like, how is, do you get neither, to the point where... The thing is, neither party parties will, are merging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, separate on something. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Republicans because, you know, there was supposed to be a separation of church and state. And, you know, in the Democrat Party, yeah, there is more of that. But at the same time, they have a lot of other problems like... They focus BS too much on, on uh, emotions. Yeah. Emotions on little stuff that does not really help. It doesn't benefit the country. Right, and the thing is, neither of these parties are willing to come together. They're so hard-headed that they'll just say the one thing that the other party doesn't want, you know? Yeah, it's like this government shutdown thing, right? You remember it, it just happened yeah, like last yeah, week? last weekend. The negotiation for it was, we either build a wall or we either let the Dreamer kids stay here. It's like, why is that the two points of negotiation? Why can't it just be like, hey, Instead of shutting the government down every fucking two weeks, let's just fund it for like three, four years, and then we can deal with this bullshit later. But the thing is, government shutdowns have been a way of, in the past, getting certain things. Because a lot of people don't know this, but one of the longest government shutdowns was actually in Obama's presidency. His lasted 16 days. Yeah, well... The, sh- the shutdown lasted 16 days. This one lasted three. This one lasted three, which is, of course, a better a better outcome. But we don't know how the government exactly works in that sense. But it's just the way that they kind of reset. And I think, of course, I'd rather have three days than, you know, 16 Mm -hmm. days. It just doesn't make sense because I I remember reading that it was more than just those two. It was more about how we're going to spend the budget period going forward, including a little bit more of the military spending and all that kind of bullshit. To a point that is pretty important to this nation. The military? No, not the military. Well, the military spending was included, but, you know, it was a part of Just cutting allocating it. budgets, yeah. yeah allocating budgets. Yeah. Like, that was the whole point. And budgeting is, you know, as a financial person, it's a very integral part of any kind of financial planning. And mm-hmm. I could see why some people would have high feelings about where the budget would go. Personally, I think the wall is not what you want to concentrate any kind of budget on right now. Because he won't even be present by the time that shit is like 1% Even started? Yeah. I don't know. I think it might just be a part of his ego playing into it. Like, this is what I said I was going to do. I want to create a legacy. Like, this will be my legacy kind of thing. You want me to hit you with a little paradox of the wall? That will never be put in consideration. If you put a physical barrier where there isn't one, because borders are imaginary, right? you divide populations. And I don't mean of humans, I mean of animals. You divide animal populations. You divide genetics. You you separate populations to the point where the genes, the genetic diversity ends. So you could actually create subspecies or you could eliminate species. Because if a disease carries out in one subgroup, it make a deer population to go extinct in Mexico and only have a deer population exist in America. And no one ever thinks of that. You know, no one gives a fuck about animals because they can't speak. I don't think most people think about animals in that kind of detail as well. Never. And I don't think that's ever going to come up in Congress or... I can't imagine anyone ever saying that to Donald Trump. Well, I think even even the fence that's there now, I think 
it affects that to a degree that I don't know if a wall will do too, too much more. Doesn't it seem so, like, petty? Of course it seems petty, but... Offense? Is, like, what is... Oh, is America a fucking gated community? Yes and no, because the thing is, as much as we complain about something like the fence or borders or any of that, other countries and people, you know, places like Canada, they say, you know, fuck off if you don't have anything to contribute. And yeah, we but don't say Canada's lucky that. that it's bordered by America. Right, and the thing is, you know, back when, uh, a couple months ago when they were saying there was a certain number of Hispanics that, you know, were set to get deported, there were a couple thousand of them that tried to go into Canada, and each one of them were fucking rejected. Yeah. And the thing is, I think that is a country's right to do so. Yeah. Including ours, and that's why a lot of times when, you know, people that want to come into our country, no matter from what nation they're from, will have nothing to contribute, we should have a right to deport them. Deport them or say no. Yeah. We just have to figure out another way to do it besides a wall. Because that wall is way too much fucking money. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to help in the long, long run. But at the same time, we do need to put something in place. Okay. Utilitarian standpoint, you want to maximize utility. And instead of just thinking of the home country of America, you want to think of the world. And I agree with you. Amer- it shouldn't be America's responsibility. Yes. Like, America shouldn't have to have all this pressure put on it where Canada doesn't. Right. where Singapore doesn't, right. where Japan doesn't. Why does America have to have all this pressure put on it to integrate immigrants? But America is a wealthy country. America has a lot of room. America has a lot of opportunities. So if someone's down on their luck, and I mean really down, like, you know, Sudanese, you know, there's the AIDS mosquito always flying around their house waiting to get them. Yeah, let them come to America and have a better life. Because immigrants do tend to work a lot harder than in-house. Oh, without a doubt, they do. Residents, because they're willing to take those factory jobs and any kind of job, really, because they have no complaints. They're making money. But there is the other side of it where you are breaking the law. Like the house analogy, it's not my responsibility to hold you in my house. I'm willing to keep you for a little bit, but you eventually have to go back. Like you can't. Well, I mean, this brings up the thing though. What about these dreamer things? What do you think about that? Kids born here, brought here, or not born here, but brought here as little kids. And they've been living here 20 years, maybe 15, maybe 30 years. And now out of nowhere, their parents have to get deported. And since they're not citizens, they have to leave with them. I say there has to be an area of gray for that. I say if they're actually doing something, like if they're coming out with a fucking computer science degree or something, they earn the right to stay. Mm-hmm. But if they're still like doing nothing and they're fucking 20 years old, Sorry, but you lost your chance. I know, but they didn't know they had a chance because they're they've always been under the impression that they're American because they lived here their entire life, and they're still probably doing a little bit more than the next American right, who's a but, citizen. Yeah, but the thing is, at that point, we need to give someone else a chance. Like you had twenty years to be making something of yourself, going to school, something, and if you have nothing to show for it in twenty years, but you the could, there's citizens here that aren't doing that. But yeah, I understand that's a different problem on its own. Because those those kids, they don't know anything about their own country. Right. I understand my view might be a little messed up compared to what other people like to hear, but I don't feel too much sympathy about it. Like, like the thing is, I don't know too many, too many people that are illegal here. No. That don't know they're illegal here. Like by the age of 18 to 20, they know like by the time they're even in high school they're probably 
parents are probably telling him like you know we had to run away from whatever country we came from to try to create a better life for you do something with it and if that point they chose not to all the way till they hit 2021 time's up game's over like you lost like in a in a financial and business standpoint companies close in months some company close you know in in several months good like okay but really shitty ones last couple years Mm -hmm. but once the economy goes down or there's no business it's game over like they had a shot to do something and for one reason or another whether it be a reason not of their own but of the economy or something they lost in that economy so it's game over but you can't put people's life in that kind of standpoint. Why not? Because the thing is, these businesses are some people's lives. I mean, I see your point because you, no one creates a business and runs it assuming that they're going to go under the next day. Yes. Which I guess you could say is the way these dreamers should live their life. They should assume that they're going to go on. But you so can't live your life like deported, that. But they should assume that, but that they should, I need to someone, be somebody to help my parents or do something with my life since my parents ran away from their home country yeah, to come I mean, here to do something. So a well, vast majority of them probably do, right? Which yeah. comes down to that minority right. mindset. Right, the vast majority do is I say keep the vast majority and the ones who so don't. So the ones who don't. don't. Like, and their parents, the parents that are working really hard? The parents are a little bit more in the area of gray, in my opinion, than the kids are. Because the kids, for me, is a little bit more black and white. Like, they're doing something, let them keep on doing it. But wouldn't you say the kids have more of a leeway? Because the parents... Of course, the kids have way more of a leeway. The parents get deported. They could integrate back into the El Salvadorian society or where the fuck they came from. But the kids have no chance. They don't know how to speak Spanish. Right. You know, even for the children, mine's a little black and white. Like, you know, if they're doing something, stay. If they're not, they fucked up, leave. But the parents, for me, is a little bit more difficult because mm-hmm. the kids, you know, they, they create their own destiny in that kind of sense. They chose their own path. But the parents, like, you know, especially for the ones that kids are actually trying to do something, I don't see it as exactly fair to just deport them all like that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, I can't think of a way to pick and choose because, you know, that's, in a way, that's wrong. Like, who's to say this person that's trying to pursue a teaching degree has you know less of a right than this guy who got an engineering degree mm-hmm. the, the parents of these two people like you know who's to say this one has more category over this one because they're both going to do good in the economy and the world so i think for me the parents are a little bit more of an area of gray than the actual children the children i see more as black and white well you, you know the thing that upsets me about this is that you know under bush they were deporting a bunch of people yeah, they were just going doing these raids at farmer farms and uh, meat packaging. You know the shit jobs that no one wants to fucking do. They were doing these raids, and then business was like, "Can you stop doing that? Like, that's our workers." And then out of nowhere, they just stopped doing it. Picking and choosing when to fuck with people's lives, like that kind of like. Today we feel like doing this. Tomorrow we don't feel like doing it. Today we, it's like such a shit situation to live in. Something interesting that I heard, like I listened to someone speaking, and they were like, there should be an immigration tax. You want to live here, you want to stay here, just pay a tax. Yeah, it's going to be like six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000, but pay it. Right? You haven't benefited to American society. You came here, you benefited from American society. Just pay a tax. And then we'll give you a path to citizenship, pay your fucking taxes, put into Social Security, 
all that shit and you'll be good then why can't that be the way like you stop legal immigration you cut it down for a second be like hey we're having an influx of people because we're going to integrate all these people in and just let these people get in you know that's probably what they want yeah but the thing is i think a lot of people would see that in a bad way as well especially those those on the left wing because who's the left again liberals liberals why would they see it as bad Oh, because we're making them pay a tax? Yeah, because the thing is, oh, they already don't have enough money, which is very true. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to impose a $6,000 tax? Well, whatever. You know, I pulled that number out of my ass. Well, I know you pulled it out of your ass, but I think, you know, in my opinion, it'd be an even higher number. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. It'd be be like $50,000, $60,000 tax if they're living here for years. (laughs) You know, this is also a problem that, you know, a lot of people have to... A lot of smart people, not the people in government right now, mm-hmm. but smart people have to get together. But why not every paycheck that they make, you take a small percentage. Instead of them paying Social Security, you say, instead of you're paying Social Security, you're paying us our tax. Right? Well, or just is, on your paycheck, just add an immigration tax. And it could be a 1% tax. Right, but the thing is, if you want to do that, you still need him with the regular taxes. The federal, the state. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, of course, they're legal now. And on top of that, you pay your alien tax, you know? Something derogatory, like, uh... It doesn't you know. have to be derogatory. But the thing is, they'd have to do that in addition to Social Security as well. Yeah, why, why is that an issue? And this, if the people that are here illegally, they should understand it, it should be explained. I think that could be a way, but how would it... How would you implement a program nationwide that will do that? I mean, first, you know, there's always going to be those people that could slip past. No, and there always will be. And to to dream of the society that's equilibrium, you know, that is everything's equal, everything's perfect, it's unrealistic, right? Yes, it is unrealistic. So you always have to realize that there's going to be some people that are going to slip through the cracks, but a lot of them won't. If you could pick up ninety percent of them, that's all that matters. Like right now, you're not going to deport ninety percent of dreamers. There's going to be some that are going to slip through the cracks. So just assume the ones, you know, you're a businessman. What is it called? The fucking shit where people are jacking stuff at Macy's? What's that called? I forget the term. Jacking shit. Oh, like. Where a business assumes that there's going to yeah, be some yeah, shoplifting. There's going to be some loss, certain losses. Yeah, that, so you just yeah. throw it out of the books. Right. I forget the word for it. Yeah, that word escapes me now, but some kind of, some kind of. But you get what I mean. So go into it like that, where you know there's going to be some that aren't going to be part of it, but know that a lot of them are. The thing is, if we do that, I believe we need to implement a punishment on the side. Like if you, if like you gotta let this know. Always has to be a punishment. And if you keep on trying to dodge it and you get figured it out, then your ass just gets deported. Oh yeah! If the offer's on the table and you chose not to take it, right? Then you, then, then you get dude, deported. Get the and, fuck out! Yeah, exactly. Because it shows the kind of mentality that you're carrying, and, and the kind that you wish to establish here. Yeah, I completely agree. Even then, that's that's a long way off. Like this nation needs to fix so much shit in a short amount of time. Not a short amount of time. It'll, for like most of the things that we spoke about here, to if like. It gets to even, let's say, seventy-five percent efficiency. I think it'll take another another hundred hundred years or so, hundred to two hundred years time. The only thing that scares me about that is, by that time, we're gonna be so distracted. 
that people are going to be making decisions and no one's going to know what's going on. Yeah, because as things go on, uh, there's going to be more ways to hide things, especially for the government who gets first dibs on everything. So as we go on in society, it could get better, but it could also get a lot harder to find the truth. I don't know. We're either at, you know, the the turning point of one or two things. The future greatest, you know, evolution of mankind so far, or, you know, the regression mm-hmm. of mankind. So it's up to, like, everyone and the people as a whole to decide which way it goes. And so far, the way it is looking... It's pretty split down the middle. I see a lot of the younger generation, the millennials, going down the regression path. And a lot of the 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds going down, you know, the evolution path. But not too much meeting in between. Of course, there's always, you know, mix in between those two. But as a whole, I don't see the next generation as interested in things as the past was like you know even long before us like no one was no one today I think is as fascinated as in the stars as Galileo was and I don't think anyone is as interested in paintings as Picasso was but you know then again even for modern day I don't think anyone is as interested in I guess computer and stuff like you know Bill Gates was starting out like and the possibilities that it could become like our our generation the millennials and you know like I guess younger than us is going way more just the consumer path and that's where the danger lies because now these big corporations now and it becomes just a part part of life that it's going to be a lot harder if something like that does happen to actually be you know as I say awoke mm-hmm. compared to that kind of thing and so that reality is coming towards us at a faster pace than we realize. I'll I'll disagree with you for a little bit. I feel like people are very interested. I think science is way more accessible than it ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, STEM programs, all that stuff. Yeah, and you know that is really the future. So if you want to make money, you have to go into STEM. Other shit is outdated. Other institutions of like money making is outdated, or they're just stagnant. They're just they've been what they've been, right? But I will agree with you to the point where there is a select minority that is very interested in that kind of stuff. And then there's a majority that isn't. That is just consuming it. It's consuming what other people have created. So uh, for the first time in history, I would say, you have people consuming information created by a select few. Like I have an Android. It is created by a select few. Mm -hmm. And I'm consuming it. And it's providing me all the information, it's providing me all the daily needs, and it's providing me everything. And everyone's on it. So you have 40 year olds, you have 60 year olds that are consuming the same shit on their phone that I am. To a certain extent, we're interlooping, right? Where we're all the same. But then it comes to the, the other standpoint where the companies know this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the term mind hacking? Yeah. Right? So they're not just hacking millennials. Right. They're hacking everyone. And they're doing it to such a precise point where they're basically manipulating your endorphins to such an extent where you are addicted. Like, have you heard of that thing where Instagram hides your likes 
and provides them to you slowly throughout the week so you keep coming back to instagram and then it'll be like oh i got a i got two likes today and then you come back the next day oh i got three more likes and you come back the next day i got one more like and you keep getting one more like on the same picture for like a month but turns out those people all like that thing on that one day you posted it but they have this algorithm that only provides you the likes every other day that and shows the society today like these days the most popular majors now are computer science or like you know that kind of thing data science and all that stuff mm. and the other one is actually marketing like you know back a little bit ago and all that stuff you know the highest jobs were at least in the business were things like finance where you could make you know a shit ton of money mm-hmm. the brain is shifting or towards, la- labor jobs right or it's t- turning towards stuff like marketing because people think it's fun people already like to do it and post and do likes and shit like that and they're all about you know now 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 well it's not just that look at look at the marketing platforms that have been created exactly so it's not just tv anymore or billboards it's all integrating your marketing into applications right and then now it's more about what's fun to do now and how can i get more likes and all that Mm -hmm. and that's why people get into things like some people get into digital digital computer things because of that, but a lot of people are getting into marketing because of now, because of that stuff now. Instead of you know anything else that might pique their interest, because this is more fun to do. That all rotates back to the idea where people aren't making any money. So now you have this thing where there's such specific industries that are making so much money, where you have an influx of similar candidates. You know, where people are graduating out of college with computer science degrees only because no one else is making money. So computer science, the wages have gone up and up and up. No one else's wages have gone up. So none of those careers seem interesting. You know, there could be a middle-class family being sanitation workers. They're not doing that anymore. Like right now, there's truck drivers that will make more money than you would at Google, but no one's doing that, you know? It's just this thing, societal changes, where people don't want to accept a role. They don't want to be looked at a certain way. They always want to be hip. They don't want to have Instagram photos of them working at a sanitation job. They want to have Instagram photos of them working at Facebook. Well, I think also that comes back to social class. Because the top white-collar people coming out of Stanford, Harper, and stuff, they're still going for the traditional jobs, the finance, the lawyers the doctors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those people aren't hitting for that marketing degree still. And that's why a lot of you know the top firms, especially in, in business, still pluck from those colleges. And the thing is a lot of these people don't, I guess, know or don't care, but they also don't understand that the average bonus for 2017 for BlackRock that was posted was almost 400,000 for an associate. Right, but you know, like finance will eventually become an automated job? I think yes and no, because you know, in the field, there's a lot of talk about today. Mm-hmm. One thing is, to a point, robo-advising like, and robo-finance is good for the normal person, but it will never take be able to take care of people in the higher districts or the higher higher income class. Well, the thing is, they you, cannot cater to the point where it will be beneficial to those people. 
but the thing is like it's also a trust issue right you don't want you don't want that much money being trusted to a program right and there's a lot of the most people that have that much kind of money they're from the old school they tend to be they precede the iphone and you know algorithms and stuff but if you have a younger generation that's going up getting advice from algorithms that are predicting the economic flow and the way the markets work day to day they're not going to feel that in the future they're not going to feel a person needs to be known when you can pay a monthly subscription to an algorithm it'll be a long time before the algorithm can become that precise yeah and the thing is most robo advisors only have five six mutual funds that they could choose from mm-hmm. they split everything that you give them mm-hmm. so let's say you give them a hundred thousand dollars it's split between seven things and seven very broad things that have you know low risk as low risk as possible in that field like the s p 500 or vanguard emerging market fund mm-hmm. so in that sense you gotta understand with with robo investing the chance that you'll beat the s p 500 which is like the benchmark mm-hmm. is very very slim like if that s p had let's say 10 percent if you did robo investing you might be doing pretty damn good if you got five or six yeah but this this is assuming now right this so is let's assuming just let's now. just go 10 20 years in the future even 10, you know 20, when things get more sophisticated right. and more people start using it yeah even 10 20 years in the future though i don't think it could customize it to the degree that most people can now there's always new things coming out here and there that most people don't realize and for the average investor I'm saying in, it's even now, especially five to ten years from now, that'll be fantastic for the average investor. Mm-hmm. But for a sophisticated investor, I don't think it will, in our lifetime, we'll get to the point where it could actually suffice that. Because it's like having a decent problem right now doing mutual funds for robo-investing. Think about everything else in the finance world. Mutual funds, ETF stocks, bonds, options, futures. Now they have things like crypto and all that like one little platform that has trouble doing seven mutual funds does not have the capability of doing all that right now and maybe in 10 years it will but that along with the customization of to each person to each individual it's going to have quite a bit of trouble doing that yeah i mean behind every algorithm is a person that writes it right right so you need a person that understands all that to write it and 10 years is a pretty good time frame but then yes you need someone to invest in that app or algorithm to be able to even do that Mm -hmm. and if someone's not willing to which the financial world tends to not innovate as well you know it's pretty stagnant yes yeah they Um, move at a very slow pace if it wasn't for the inside mentality of not wanting to change but if it was more open you could see finance being one of the jobs just being automated no, certain aspects could, of course, like, for the most part, financial advising can be automated. But there's also a lot. You're talking about the industry with the most liability in the world. Mm-hmm. So to get to a point, not just, you know, the algorithm part, but where people would be comfortable with, I guess, the disclosures involved and the actual process against uh, also with the legalities of it, mm-hmm. I think the last two like the legalities of it and you know 
the things of not being sued, mm-hmm. that is the thing that will not have will cause that not to be in our lifetime. But just because you could sue over anything. Yeah, but think about this. Wouldn't this be an industry that would benefit the most from not having a scapegoat? Or having a scapegoat? You could just be like, it was the algorithm. Yeah, but someone's in charge of that algorithm, and they're going to be the one. But instead of the entire institution like Goldman Sachs going under, you could just be like, well, it was a fucking algorithm. It's an industry that would benefit from it a lot. Or it won't. Because this way, either everyone's going to get fired, or only Bernie Madoff is going to go to jail. And everyone else (laughs) is going to get a bonus. So yeah, yeah, as of right now, I just see way too many risks involved to do sophisticated investing. Basic investing is fine. Yeah. Sophisticated, I don't know. There's always going to be a person like that's oh, still yeah, that's still like two thousand to five thousand jobs gone right there in basic investment. No, that that is that is a lot of jobs gone already. Mm-hmm. But also for the bigger deals, like you know, let's say more corporate status. Mm-hmm. And you know every finance person's dream, like hedge funds and investment banking, and private equity. I don't think that could be automated to a to for a long, long time. Just because most people in those kind of roles invest based more on the you know the thing being invested and the person they're investing in equally, not just the idea. Because you know a lot of venture capitalists say they invest in. The, the management team and the leaders instead of the product and you're not going to be able to see that when yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. robo like it's the same fucking mm-hmm. robot as that fucking robot now it's just the idea <laughs> but it's a, it's a new program <laughs> exactly but no, the thing I'll, is I'm going to invest in the new program right and then the thing is you know a lot of people like to see leaders that could that could adapt and change and do what needs to be done yeah and you know that's not going to happen with a robo platform it would either improve society or it would really degrade it because you would have people having so much money in the market that people would end up depending on the market for how much savings they have right. or they benefit from it where the market as a whole gets an uplift and society as a whole becomes wealthier. Well, the thing is, that makes no difference than now. Like the FDIC banks only insure quarter million and most people never hit that quarter million no not even but close. for those that do that's all they can do stock market i know but right now people estate. people don't even a vast majority of americans or people in general in the world don't understand the stock market and i for one actually don't agree with the stock market i think it's terrible but it's part of human society and it's been for such a long time you know where corporations depend on public money and public money gets invested in corporations. Corporations that public has no say in make a bad move. No, they and do have voting rights. Well, it depends on the share. The okay, share but how rate. many shares? So that becomes exclusive members, right? Which the vast majority of public can't afford to be, right? Because some of these companies inflate their stock prices to mount wet. You know, owning one stock is a fucking bragging right. But the point is, if that one company makes a bad move, right? You could have thousands tens of thousands of people that just lose out you know? yeah but the thing is that's the reason why the companies don't want to, to appease their shareholders like if you look at a corporation on the stock market you know one of their key things is to appease shareholders and to 
increase confidence in the shareholders. Yeah. And I think it's they don't boost their prices. Well, I mean, they buy their own stocks, which inflates the price. Well, they could buy their own stock back. Isn't that what back, Google yes. does? They could buy their own stock back and, you know, keep treasury stock. But the thing is, when they do that, if no one buys it, they're going to re-release it. Or they never do, which they just, so they hold uh, voting rights. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, in in certain situations like that, other voting rights matter a little bit more than just the corporations because, of course, they can buy back their own shares. They're, they're a rich corporation. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, shareholders' voting rights are different than the companies, and they're taken differently as well. Because the thing is, let's say Google bought back 90% of their shares, mm-hmm. and there's only 10% left. That 10% is going to have a shit ton of power because at that point they're the only ones that will have power but how do they have power if they only own 10% you get 9 of Google's guys to come into the board meeting right? and 1 of you what the fuck is you going to say the thing is if no one the thing is what it comes down to is confidence in the business that's what shares pretty much mean Yeah, I'm so confident in your business that I will buy equity in it mm-hmm. if no one has confidence in the business or the business takes all that away being selfish people are of course going to lose confidence in that business and that means slowly that business is going to be rejected by the masses and that business can go under even if it's a big company like google because what people don't understand is the dow jones which is the 30 largest companies in the u.s no company has been there for a certain amount of time and it still hasn't beaten any record. So the same company, really? that, the same thirty that was there, let's say, fifty years ago, were not there. Are not there today. None in that fifty. Okay, but uh, and I think what's it's the longest the, on there now? Do you know? I don't. I'm not exactly sure. It's I just Apple? remember within, no, Apple's way far from it. Who's number two? Exxon Mobil. I'm not. I'm not sure about the rankings. I'm just saying, the thirty that were on the list, like the Dow Jones 30, 50 years ago was different was a hundred percent different than it was is today mm-hmm. and I think it will continue being like that and who knows in another 50 years Apple might not even be on there yeah. and that's what I'm saying because one way or another they fuck up or something happens and they lose shareholders there's no money in the business confidence drops and they drop out and yeah. that's what happens that's why a corporation must appease its shareholders because to a point they're what's keeping it afloat or keeping you know it profitable so they, to a, they have to do something to help them and that's why no company will buy back all their shares and you know try to try to make a point or do anything like that because they know it's not a good business it's not going to be a good business structure and people have tried that in the past yeah and obviously it failed and you know especially when you get that high of a level you fuck up, deuces. Like, they know that too, you know? And no one, not too much people want to be like, hey, that's the idiot, you know, who costed Google uh, $4 billion. Let's hire him. Yeah, good luck in the job. Yeah, let's hire this guy. <laughs> like, no, no one wants to be in that situation. I mean, fuck that if you ran away with $4 billion or whatever, the amount of money that you ran away with. But the thing is, you won't be running away with that much because that's how much you'll cost the business. That's not how much you get paid. So, you know, that spectrum is very different. 
Okay, but I'm assuming you made a good amount of money while you were fucking up the business. Yeah, you let's yeah let's say you know you had you had a pretty good salary because I'm pretty sure some of those people even have multi million dollar salaries. Yeah. But thing is, compared to okay, let's say he did for four years, he got a million dollars a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. You cost the the company one billion. Like okay, what you one percent? Like no, get the fuck out of here. We're not gonna hire you. Dude, in the Bay Area though, you four million. You what's that gonna last you like three years? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like most people do not want to fuck up like that. No, and, and they not. understand. I mean, and the thing is, you have a lot of advisors. It's not like you're making decisions to yourself. Right, right, right. You 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 have a lot of people around you that are telling you what to do and what not to do. So strictly, you're not you're not really working for yourself. You know? No, definitely not. And if the company starts going down that path, there's going to be a lot of firewalls on the way. Like, bro, what the fuck is this? You lost like a million dollars in a day today. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of shareholder meetings. There's a, a Q reports and all that. And on each of those, it's legally required for corporations to disclose major risks that are in the company and yeah. major losses. Mm-hmm. And that's quarterly. So... And then, you know, you also have shareholder meetings frequently. Mm-hmm. So before something fucks up to a big, big degree, whoever's in charge of fucking up is going to be kicked out of the real fucking fast. So that's why most of them never head down that path. Excuse me, that path. And if they are, they are replaced. For those in the executive C-suites, they could get kicked out in a moment's notice. Like, there ain't no such thing as two weeks notice for that shit. No. It's... Oh yeah, we decided uh, three seconds ago, you're fucking fired. Oh, so you need two weeks to come up with a new job that pays you thirty million dollars a year too. Yeah. Anyways, um, do you talk to yourself? Do I talk to myself? Certain such situations, yeah. Like when you when you talk to yourself, is there someone in your head answering back? Yeah. <laughs> there is. You have dual personalities in your head too. Something like that, like. I don't know if it's dual personalities, but you know, sometimes if something's going on, I like ask myself a question, and if going through my own mental process, I think about it. I I guess I do kind of like like you know, oh, what's this? This is oh yeah, it's it's this 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 is how you do it. Cause like I think it's just basic, you know, mental mental motors or whatever it's called, mental mechanics, you know, working yourself through a problem and. I think saying out loud sometimes helps. Yeah, cause like, cause I'll talk to myself in my head, right? Which oh, not I think, like saying out loud. No, 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 in my head. Okay. Um. And you know, I think everyone does it, but no, the thing is, like, with me, there's another, like, and above talking back. Does it have a different voice? No, it's the same thing. <laughs> like but I mean, he has a different attitude. Like he, you know, it'd That's, be like the yeah. douchebag. Uh, in my head but I'm pretty sure that's a psychological disorder I don't know if that's a psychological disorder because like I want to believe it's not like I want to believe that I'm literally just confronting to myself I feel like that's weird I don't think that's weird I think everyone's born with a certain voice in their head and a lot of times you know maybe psychologically that might be a person that either it's a natural you Mm-hmm. or the you you want to be or just the one that will say the things you won't because of I guess you know 
the way you know the world works. Because at the same time, if you know, if something bad happens to you, sometimes, especially in like business situations, you're like, oh, you know, I apologize, something, something in your head. But you're saying in your head, you're saying, you bitch ass motherfucker, I'm gonna slap you across the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's it's it's you know, <laughs> it's what you want to say, but you can't. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, if let's say you know someone was trying to educate you on something you know full fledged something about. Mm-hmm. And then you can't be like it's an, someone important, and you can't be like, "Yes, you motherfucker, what do you think I do for yeah, a living?" Yeah, like, can you uh, can you hurry the fuck up? You know, exactly. Like, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But you know, you just can't say it. No, but uh, that that's not an example though, because that's just you thinking to yourself while someone else is speaking. I mean, like, like what I was saying earlier, like, you know, um, like should I do this? And then someone else, it, and this is all you saying it to yourself in your head. Should I do this? And then someone else goes, yeah, do it. Well, the thing is, yeah, I do that too sometimes. Like sometimes, you know, when I'm out. And then the person like, that you know, said, should, should I, I have another beer? No, you don't ask. You need to fucking drive. Okay. No, but then, but then, fuck, dude, it's just another beer. The thing is, okay, you might have a more of a. <laughs> like, like you say, like, more of a, like, one that, like, like I'm, yeah, I'm having a podcast in my head. I don't, like, I don't know if that's technically a disorder. <laughs> like, but you know everything's a disorder nowadays. Yeah, like, no, everything is a disorder. The fact that you know you turn the hot water on before cold water, you have some kind of disorder. Or like you measure out your table to make sure you sit perfectly in the middle. Okay, yeah. see that that might be OCD. That's OCD, okay, yeah. but that's a disorder. That, but that's a legit disorder. Like I'm saying, there's like bullshit ones. Like the fact that I gotta check, you know, my stove before I go to sleep to make sure I didn't leave anything on. That's probably some kind of disorder. No, yeah, you don't want the gas on when you're sleeping. Exactly, because you know that's because so there's sense. enough, you know, dumb motherfuckers out there that did leave it on and burned their whole house down and their neighbor's house down and killed their family's dog. But, and that's know, when the news said, oh, only if you had OCD. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, of course news doesn't say that. Well, anyways, Shingo, always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Maybe next time. Um, still had a lot to talk about, but thank you, sir. All right, thank you for having me. Yep, always.